Recorded live. Hello? <clears throat> hello, hello. Hi, good morning. Uh, good morning. Could you hold on for just a second? One so I'm so sorry. I'll be right back. No problem. Sorry, I don't know if I mentioned that we had a pipe that burst. Yeah, you did mention, yeah. So there was somebody coming in to, you know, to do repairs and there, there's a whole, <laughs> the whole thing involved. Um, I don't recommend it, actually. I think it's, <laughs> it's a, a means to, uh, to an end that it's going to end up being really good. But it's, uh, the process is not. It's, I feel like it's a, it's, everything's going to end up really working out beautifully and Everything's going to be in better shape, and we're going to we're cleansing a lot of stuff that was in the way of you know when when things because he Stefan's office and our walk-in closet got flooded, so oh. we had to empty all those areas. And interestingly, I think it's either the marriage corner or the wealth corner. I don't remember, but either way, it needed some cleansing, and it's happening. <laughs> so. Uh, so, you're purging, yeah, yeah. Right, we're purging. It's a good, it's a good thing, you know. It's just that the process itself is not always fun. That's, you know, it's like moving. You know, in the end, That's it's for sure, yeah. <laughs> but it's like the turmoil of like keep the chaos, and you know, my bedroom is a disaster zone. But it's okay. It's gonna be okay. So, but somebody was just uh, coming in and asking if they could. Uh, 
it's a, it's unusual for most people that we're both here, but we cannot talk because we're working, right? Yeah. So like, what do you mean? What do you mean you're working here? This is not so. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yes, I love that. I did like I don't know two two bad calls or something. For some reason, you were every time I would grab my phone, it would call you, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm sorry about that. That's really interesting. Huh. Yeah. You were in, you were in my energy yesterday, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so. that's so interesting. Cool. So, how is everything? How do, uh, and Christina said that it was all squared out with the with the sessions and whatnot. So, thank you so much for that. Yes, I just paid you seven hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. thank you so thank much. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So, how, so it's, I guess, great news, right? Yeah, really, really wonderful news, wonderful news. Okay. And, and I, uh, had a, I had a, wanted to tell you, I had a long talk with my, um, I go to this place in Boston um, called Breast Services, and they specialize in the breast, obviously, and they do imaging, and they're experts in, in the breast. And I talked to that. I talked to my breast person about the article that I had read, um, uh-huh. and about thermo, whatever it's called, and ultrasound, and MRI, and mammogram for the breast. And she pulled up the article on the computer, and she said, "We talked about all the options." And she said, "She had she has never done the thermo one. What is it called? The thermo." When you use your doctor, like a master. thermogram, a thermal thermogram. Let me look in your your email, your text. Um, thermograph, I think it is. Thermograph. Thermograph. Yep. Thermograph. Yeah. And she said that she never used it, but she did speak to someone who did, and she that person said it wasn't very useful, and she said that calcifications do not show up on thermographs. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. And um, MRIs are even worse at overdiagnosing, and ultrasounds don't really do it. And so basically the impression that came away is that there's really no perfect solution. Right, right. And that all of these things are either over or underdiagnosing. And she just said, look, just can you know follow this to the logical conclusion so we're going to do another one in six months they aren't worried about the calcifications um so it helped me put it in place it's sort of like how to put the mammogram into proper perspective you know without letting it freak out um and so it was really helpful um, she wasn't defensive about the article at all. She was like, oh, yeah, it came up in NIJM and the British Med- Journal of Medicine, BJM, and and she was very open and receptive to all the perspectives. So, But I did want to let you know that the thermograph d- doesn't pick up microcalcifications, which was useful for me because it can be a microcalcifications if they're clustered. Do you, have, do you know about microcalcifications? I well, I, I know about them, but I, I just never been an issue for me. I mean, mm-hmm. I've gotten mammograms every year; everything has been always fine. And then I've been talking with, you know, a good friend who's stopped doing them and does only the thermograph. 
And uh, so this year I haven't had them, but it's the first year I haven't after, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 years of yeah, normal ones. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. but I'm curious, you know, I, I know that it's more common for people that drink or smoke. Is that true? Um, I don't think, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but generally what they say is microcalcifications are totally normal. Uh-huh. And it's just if they are clustered together in a particular way that it can be, it can be an early, early indication of a potential cancer. Okay. Um, so they're generally normal, but if they're, if they're clustered and it's, the, it's how they're clustered on the image um, mm. and if they have different sizes. So that's just all, um, but they're normal. I don't know about right. the drinking and smoking thing, but... Um, Anyway, but it was really good because I I hadn't really been worrying about it um, these six months, I thought. And then like the few days before, I actually was incredibly weepy. I was really, really stressing out about it. And um, and so to have it be fine and normal, it was really good. And now I, but it's given me a headache, the stress of it, you know. Of course, yeah. So today I, I'm a little bit, my mood is a little bit altered because I just took some over-the-counter migraine medica- medication which contains caffeine and I never uh-huh. drink caffeine of any, any sort. And so when I do drink it, I have, um, or when I do take it, I'm a little bit hyper and like really my mood is elevated and then I kind of crash. I have like a depressed, like a really, like in a few hours, like early afternoon, I'm probably going to get depressed. <laughs> Oh. So right now I'm I'm unnaturally I'm, I'm elevated. I'm a little hyper. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I just want to let you know that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, because because I know I know you, so I, it might be like you know uh, if you're more talkative or something that may that may be connected to that. So you can tap faster. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, a little faster tap. Uh, Why not? Ah, so take a deep breath, even, you know, and just, I'm going to invite you to take a deep breath and close your eyes and even enjoy the buzz of the caffeine and, you know, it's, it's a little abnormal, but it's just, just welcome it instead of um, have any thoughts about it. Just notice it. But this mm-hmm. is how your body is right now and it's just, it's all a process of settling and coming back to a more peaceful space, but in right now it's still like things are up in the air, right? Like in the movie, you still have boxes around, or for me, there's still things floating. So the same is like the energy is a little bit higher, but it's part of the process. So it's not about um, in any way trying to change it. Um, more than anything is just observing it and being present with it, um, and just riding the wave, right? So you're just yeah. right now. Right now, you're the about to get on top of your your um, <laughs> your surfing board, and just you get you get to see things from a different perspective for a bit. Mm, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, then you, you know, then you come down. Yeah. So, so as you take another breath, I don't know if there's. If there's more that you find that you need to discuss about either, you know, your breast situation or how is this connected with the second baby that we were going to focus on. Today. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, it's really wonderful because I have more, um, it means that my energy in life now does not need to be focused on um, healing something, right? I have mm-hmm. the energy and the space to focus on on creating um, whatever, whatever it is. So it, there, it's, an, you know, and I talked to my doctor about that. I said, so I'm considering another pregnancy. What, what you know, how should this? inform that and she said it just means you won't have a mammogram for a little while which is fine mm-hmm. um right. she said it wouldn't you know she's basically a, a, a go you know um a card to go <laughs> go for it or an adoption <laughs> like you know i can either way i it, it gives me more life it's like right. life is still here and take it you know go um live and um <clears throat> so you know, the question is, um, I'm thinking about a second baby as some, as, um, the dilemma for me is, am I, the question is, am I a mom of a, of one baby? And Saoirse and I just have this beautiful dyad that like you and, and, um, Fia have, and I'm just the mom of one and we have that beautiful, special thing. Or am I the mom of more? And that changes, you know, and it feels right now having another is just a loss of what I have, you know, so I'm not thinking of it as I'm focusing and experiencing or fearful of second child ruining what Saoirse and I have, kind of because that's what happened with me and my mom. And she wrote about that in her death letter to me, you know. Um, She said that... um, it was really painful for her having the second baby because it meant that her and my like one-on-one relationship was we had just a special thing and that was gone. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like I'm, I'm really conflicted because there's a part of me that's actually really being called um, either by another soul or by my own longing or some combination. Um, yeah. And, but it, it's feeling like more of a loss than a gain. And the question is, what, what is my highest purpose here? What, what am I meant, what kind of a mother am I meant to be? And what kind of a family am I meant to create? And if it's, it involves another child, how can I reframe the loss into another paradigm of like change rather than loss? Or how can I frame it if I do want another? <clears throat> how do I maintain or keep what I have with Sersha and mm-hmm. add? Like how do we keep that as opposed to losing it? Because it's just so delicious right now. It's just like <laughs> it's her and me and we just have this, you know, it's the Sersha and Mama family. You know, it's just this really special thing. And, um, yeah, and it's and it's and I hope that did it get better when you noticed when you reached out. I think it was was it Sunday or Monday that you were saying you were having a a bit of a hard time and she was acting out and everything. Yeah, that I share with you about my grandmother. <laughs> this will pass. Yeah, it's gotten better. Yeah. She's not acting out as much, and I think she was acting out because I was on my stress. Yeah. Yeah, and my my daughter now has learned, and she actually even asked me. She said, "Mom, 
are you are you okay? Are you anxious? Are you feeling sad? Because it's so interesting. We're so connected, and all yeah. of a sudden, out of nowhere, she may start feeling either anxious or stressed. And sometimes it is me. A lot of yeah. the times it's me. <laughs> you know, and I said, yeah, but I'm feeling better. Just like, oh, good, good, I can let it go. <laughs> so you know, there's nothing I need to do about it. But yeah, it's amazing because we are so. You know, when you're so connected, right? Um, yeah. I think it's one of her age, you know, like she's also getting into a more independent, like, right. There's a little bit of that, but it's totally changed now. And and I feel really bad about that, that my stress is causing her to behave that way. And then when she behaves that way, I respond, you know, not in a very, not in a very spiritual way. (laughs) You know, I might be like, Saoirse, no. You know, like right. if she does something destructive. Right. And I, and that, I it's not, and I want to share, Deb, that it's not ideal. You're tapping, right? I'm tapping with you. It's not ideal because I have gone to places where, you know, that has happened. And, and it's definitely not ideal. At the same time, I feel like it is important for both our girls to know they are loved beyond any doubt. They're completely supported and adored. And the yeah. truth is we're human. We're human. Sometimes we lose it. Sometimes we're there and fully supported. And sometimes we're just a little messy. And, you know, and we lose it with them. And that also gives them something. Because I wonder, you know, we're nothing like we, our parents were with us, right? Yeah. Like, no, nowhere. We, there's no comparison whatsoever. I know that for you and I know that for me. Yeah. And, and yet I feel like just... And I don't, first of all, I don't want to justify in any way. The one piece that I want to share with you is that I, I realize that because we're conscious single parents, and I, I was for many, many years, um, there, there is a, a part of us that is like, well, we need to, to do it conscious, loving parenting all the time. And, you know, and yes, of course, that's what we're thriving and striving for. And we are human. And it's like, you know what? I many times I would say to Sophia, I'm so sorry that was that it was out of line. I just overreacted. I'm like, no, I understand, ma'am. You know, I can do that too. I'm like, okay, and then it's over. So I do apologize. It's not that it's done. Yeah. You know, but the the truth of that is that on the other hand, what I have found is that it's not pretty. It's not ideal in any way. You know, it would be perfect, wonderful to, for me. You know, to be constant and in a in a more like level balanced mood all the time I have no uh, no peaks of any sort but the, what I realize is just like they develop their immune system they have to get sick to do it mm. they also need to learn I had a conversation with Sophia probably a, a year ago because her father was acting out and it was really difficult and we talked about it and after a while a couple of days went by and I said do you realize that you really know because we're so opposite you are learning how to deal with people, these type of people that now happen to be your mom and your dad. Right now your dad was being, you know, in, it's in a difficult place. But that's going to give you so many skills in the future to know how to deal when people react this way. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, it's like the immune system. It needs to be developed. If we don't encounter any challenges, I would love to put Sophia under a, bu- you know, crystal bubble for her. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, I, I learned that the hard way, that it is painful to see that. Remember when she was crying, she was colicky, and she, you were yeah. like, oh, it's so excruciating, right? 
Yeah. And, and she has to go through it. There's, there's, we cannot do it for them. Mm. Um, so I just want to share that because it has been helpful. Not in a justifying way, but it's like, okay, this is part of life. Yeah. yeah. So, and I'm on my own growth path, and maybe at some point I'll come to, like, I think it's okay to get angry, right, and set boundaries. Right. Um, but it's, you know, maybe I'll come to a different place where I can express it. And, you know, I'm not losing it. I'm not, where I can get to a place where it's maybe a little bit better. But it doesn't right. have to be, I don't have to be a person who doesn't get angry. You know, I can get angry. Right. It's okay. Right. I and then the other cool thing. The other, good. And the other cool thing that I learned is that if, and I don't know how it is for you, but if I don't ask for help when I need help, I mm. then, and, and she's distracted, you know, Sophia is like, she, she's, she's wonderful. And if I ask her for anything, she's happy to be there and do it. But she's a teenager, you know, she'd rather just chat with her friends or whatever else, right? Um, read her book. So, but I realize that if I don't change, what is it? It might be wonderful to find out what is it that you need for her ahead of time. Like, remember when we were preparing that she was in a touring and throwing things out and, you know, and you were really upset because you were throwing out your, you know, gluten-free. And, that, and I said, just grab beans, you know, get, get on the, like, super cheap section. Remember that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what thing might happen when you feel stressed that you're setting her up in a way that it's not going to trigger you so much? You know that that is the kind of thing that may help you support yourself <laughs> as you transition a difficult time. Question. Writing it down. So what was it? Do you want to just very briefly mention what happened actually on, I mean, I know you were very stressed because your, your test was coming and everything, but was there something particular that happened um, that she started throwing things away? What, what did she do? <laughs> so... She, um, she likes to take a bath in the sink. And if I'm not, like I was sitting there next to her and I was knitting because I'm trying to soothe myself and just sort of knitting is a little bit meditative. And right. I wasn't paying 100% attention to her, even though I was sitting right in front of her. And so she took a whole um, baby bottle full of water and she threw it on the floor, oh. dumped it on the floor. Right. And she knows that really pisses me off. <laughs> so I said, I caught it. And she she is brilliant because she times it exactly when I, and sometimes she gets it past Rosa too, when, uh, when we're not looking, just we might, uh, she, she's just brilliant. She times it perfectly when we can't catch it. And wow. so, I mean, she's brilliant. She is just so astute. She times it perfectly. Um, and then, um, or she might dump, we were at Rose's house and she dumps water in the dog's um, litter box. And, um, or she um, throws, or she'll 
use the crayon or the marker on the floor. Or she will um, stand up in the high chair. And she'll announce it. She'll say, like, Sarah's doing a no-no. <laughs> and so I turn around, and, and there she's standing in the high chair. <laughs> and she smiles at me, you know. She's like, ha-ha. And then, and then, or she'll throw her food on the floor, and she looks at me, and I'm, and I'll like, I'll raise her, raise my voice a little, little louder, and then she laughs at me. She smiles at, like, she's sort of smirk. I got you, know? you. I got you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so one, one thing that I want to share with you, Jim, that I didn't know about. I didn't know this. When they are, and she's about to turn two, right? Yes. Yeah. So for whatever reason, they they call them always a terrible tooth, but it is like a mini adolescence where it's mm. this defiance of like, you know, I know that there's certain things I can do, there's certain things I cannot do. I mean, she is brilliant, after you know, absolutely. And it's like, how far can I go? And I remember um, what was a saving grace because I never went for the whole timeout thing. I tried it once and it was a disaster for both of us. We were both, both crying. And then you tried what? The timeout, you know, the whole oh, the, timeout. Yeah, yeah. Thing. No, I'm not going to yeah. do the timeout thing. Yeah. No, I just, uh, I don't even no. want to tell you. But anyway, so what it did work for me that I learned from these uh, brilliant, the guys, he's called Kim, Kim John Payne. I think he's either, I, actually, he's Australian, but he lived in England for, for many, many years. And now he's in our area. He's in Nashville. Um, but he Is his parenting like, with logic and love or something like that? Uh, no, okay. Go on. No, I don't think so. I, I don't remember what he calls it, but you can look him up, Kim, Kim John Payne. What I loved, I, I mean, I got quite a few things from him about being, you know, having a very simple household and, you know, make life pre- um, predictable and create a structure that, you know, a kid feels very safe within it so, you know, they can develop, you know, in a great way. You know, the, the whole thing, it was wonderful. The one piece that I love that he talked about he called it a two-by-two. So when you have, and interestingly, she's two years old, right? But he said, when kids hit that defiance and, you know, first teenage year, which is two, two years old, they have already, this is the thing that was amazing, they have already developed the skills to actually time you. They already know you. They you know, have they developed know. the skills to what me? To, like, to really figure you out. As a oh, parent. Yeah. I guess she gets me, yeah. She totally yeah, she gets totally me. knows like what's gonna work, what's not gonna work. I mean they, they know us inside and out. Because yeah. it's their survival, right? Yeah. So he mm-hmm. said the biggest thing is the two by two techniques. So it's like when they do something that is a no no and it's really a no no. He also talked about like not making everything a no no, which there's no yeah. need for me to go further, right? But when mm-hmm. something is really a no no, it's like you go two which means Two, you get to two feet, basically eye level with them. You stop whatever has going on. If it's important, you know, if it's important and you really want to make a point of these, two feet on the ground and two feet across from them. And you just have that conversation. You know, what you just did, it's not okay. And I don't want you to do it again. And the kid will just want to run away. And again, you just go two and two. And you can hold their hands or whatever and just say, no, that's not okay, and I don't want you to do it again. And, you know, and there's a natural consequence. He talked a lot about natural consequences. So 
if she's like throwing water, you know, in the litter or throwing water down the floor, well, then if she really loves being on the, you know, taking her baths in the sink in the kitchen, well, that's not going to happen. You know, the next bath is going to have to happen in the bathroom. We're not, you know, bathing in the kitchen anymore. Okay. And that's because that, you know, that's not going to work. That's, it's not going to work for mom to, you know, for mama, however you call yourself, that you do that. Mama. You know, yeah. mama. Yeah. So, you know, so it's like what is natural that is like, you know, it's not a drastic consequence, but it's very like, okay, you know. So if you just throw your food all the way, you know, to the floor, you know, probably it's because you're done eating. You're not that interested. So, okay, I'm taking the food away. So those those were things that were like it was a saving grace because I'm like mm. yeah I you know I did tend to to yell or to get flustered and I'm like this is not okay so yeah yeah you know and um, yeah that was very it was very simple and I was like okay it's a natural consequence if you cannot take mm. care of these then you know it's okay it's, I understand and I'm gonna respect that you cannot take care of it and then so this is not gonna be a toy for now or you know available for now. Mm. Great. That is awesome. I love it. But it's simple, isn't it? It's so simple. Yeah. That it's just, yeah. And it's also, and they start to develop the idea of consequence, which kids, that's a very hard one to, to learn. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, this is just a natural consequence, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and the piece when I was talking, if, if it's okay with you, I wanted to say something about the second baby piece. Yeah. So what I wanted to, what came to me as you were talking about it is the the idea of talking, having the, these two parts of you. And you can either move or just close your eyes and shift on your chair or wherever you are to okay. actually give voice as you tap to, I mean, there's two voices. There's a part of you that is already experiencing the loss of a second child and that is very connected with Sirsha and wants to keep that. Mm. And then there's a part that is like, but I, I always wanted to have another child. I feel like there's a soul calling me. So, yeah. So we we give it just a hundred percent with no, just hearing it out, hearing both of these parts out. Okay. So take a breath and notice who wants to speak first as you just you know as you tap and talk. And the the last part. So <clears throat> the last the last part is like Sirsha and I have the most beautiful relationship and a beautiful life together and this these last two years and nine months during her pregnancy have been the best experience of my life. It has they have brought me more fulfillment and healing and learning and growing and um, love than I ever thought possible. It's, and, and through her, I've had a profound spiritual awakening that I didn't even know was possible. And I didn't know that my heart could be what it has become. And... Um, I mean, my life is just so full of joy and our relationship is so, I just feel so complete when we're together and I don't enjoy being away from her. I feel like mm. something is missing, like I've re- removed my liver or something, you know. Yeah. Um, and 
it's like we're just, it feels right. We're just this little family. We're like two little peas in a pod, and I feel complete and whole. And um, I don't want to lose that connection. It's the perfect connection. It's the perfect life. It's the perfect balance in a way. I mean, yes, it would be wonderful to have a partner. Um, but even the partner, I'm a, I, I don't want, I don't know how I can have a partner. This is what it is. I don't know how I can have other people, a partner, another child, and have this beautiful thing that we have. Yeah. And the other thing about another pregnancy is that, that the pregnancy and birth were so sacred. And it's almost mm-hmm. like that the channel that my body and soul provided for her body and soul, I don't want to tarnish it with another. I don't want to diminish that experience with another pregnancy. It's like the first one was so earth-shattering for me. Um, that it, it's sort of like it loses its, its – I worry that it loses its significance and its specialness if I do it with another soul and another body. And it becomes a little bit more <laughs> run-of-the-mill. You know, it's like, oh, twice. You know, I did it once. It's sort of this earth-shattering, unbelievable experience. I do it twice. It's sort of like, okay, we did that twice. And it's, like, not repeatable, you know. It's like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. And if I do it twice, then it becomes not a once-in-a-lifetime thing. And right now it, it has this sort of godlike, you know, <laughs> experience, like, place in my life. Right. Even though there were some things that were so challenging about it um, and scary. And, and then there's the whole... Um, fear, but it's sort of maybe on another track of, like, I don't want another pregnancy to kill me. Mm. And the highest, mm. the highest fear, I don't want to be killed by, I don't want to, you know, preeclampsia to kill me. I don't want, you know, I'm at risk of diabetes and another, like all the high risk things that a, 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 a 49 slash 50 year old pregnancy would expose me to. Um, even though it could be totally fine, but there are, there are those risks. And then I also don't want the pregnancy to, if I have, um, hyperemesis gravidarum for three months, um, I will abandon Saoirse emotionally. It will be really Mm -hmm. hard for me to be this present with Saoirse. Yeah. You know, so that's another huge fear and I don't want to abandon Saoirse. Right. I want that's a that's a big thing. That's a really big thing. Um, now my homeopath thinks that we've healed all of the miasmas that were causing those things, and she doesn't think that I would have them. But it's a big risk to take, you know. I have to really believe in homeopathy and really. Um, and homeopathy has been very effective, but not one hundred percent effective yet around certain things. So I don't. I'm not a 100, it, it hasn't been 100% effective. So it, um, so, but let's just say I don't have another pregnancy and having even a, an adopting another child. Um, I don't know how to keep what Sersha and I have and have 
you know, the fourth trimester with another human being. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because it's so all-consuming. Right. Yeah. And it just feels like, and then there's a, you know, can I, do I have the emotional bandwidth? Like, I already feel like I'm splitting my attention between my job and Sirsha. And if I split my attention between my my job, my health and well-being, and another baby and Sirsha, Sirsha gets even less than I'm giving her. Um, So these are really big concerns. And, you know, maybe I am the mom of Sirsha. I'm not sick. So that's that voice. Right. And it's interesting because one thing that is coming up, and and I'm tapping here with you, right, because the interesting piece that I want to invite to all of these, and I really want to hear the the voice that that says, well, there's another soul, another baby that needs to come into into our family. So we'll do that in a second. The one thing that just, just came to me is that it is interesting concept that, Somehow you are in control. In control. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, it it took me four years to get pregnant. It took you close to seven to get pregnant, and and it happened. And it happened exactly at the right time for both of us. And it took place. Um, you know, it is true that there's certain things that you can do to make it happen. You know, one way or the other, like you know, pregnancy or adoption or whatever it might be. And there is that place of like. Is this meant to be and hearing and being being guided, right? Yeah. And I totally hear all the concerns. I wrote all of them down. Mm-hmm. And um and it, it is. It is um it is a big it would definitely be a big impact. Yeah. So let's take a breath. Is there anything else? You know. So <laughs> so this this is the Sirsha and mom, you know, this is the mom of just Yersha, the family, you know, the, the Sirsha and the, Mama family, yeah, just the Sirsha right, and exactly, Mama the Sirsha and Mama family, yeah. Um, and uh, is it? There's one other. Sh- there's one other thing, yes. which is that it's like um, I've had such a painful life, and mm. when Sirsha came in, she created a beautiful life for me. And I don't want to ruin that. I don't want to lose that. I don't want to do anything to threaten that. Right. Because I don't want to lose what I have because it's taken 47 years to get it. Right. Yeah. And there are risks involved in, in opening the bubble in a way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Losing what I've... It's like when you haven't eaten for a week and you get a piece of bread, you're like, I don't want to share that bread. I don't want to lose that bread. I don't want to lose, or you show up right. to a restaurant. Like, I don't want to lose that restaurant. <laughs> right, right. Even if you agree that you may get better food than just bread, you know, because you don't know, right? There's, there's a unknown, but it's just that there's, after being famished, whatever yeah. is in front of you is, uh, and it's so wonderful, why risk it? Exactly. Exactly. Right. It's coming yeah. out of scarcity, you know, like 
assuming this yeah. is, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So what would you say is, um, so you're at a place of love and what would you say? Are you at a place of love at a 10 in this situation? Or huh? not? A place of what? A, a place of love. With Sirsha? Yeah. With, Sir, with the situation. With the situation of, you know, Deb, Sirsha, and Mama family. Yeah. And a scale is, of one, one to ten, the number is a hundred. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. How about fear? Fear of keeping this. And not fear of, lo- fear of losing it? No, no fear of losing it, but fear that, see, okay, because there's this part that has, uh, there's, it's full of love, but this part has a fear. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's a fear of losing it. You're right. It's a fear of the risk and fear of what may happen if, right, if, if this were not, um, if you, yeah, if you lose it, it got interrupted, affected in some way. Seven. Okay. That's pretty high. Yeah. 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 So let's talk to Deb as, how would you call it, potential mom of two or? Yes. The sort of um, the... Um, so take a take a deep breath, Deb, and actually close your eyes and literally moving your chair a little bit to invite a different energy because we're talking to a different part of you and we want to really honor both. Mm. Okay. So the other part of me is this, um, is this. It's like I am a phenomenal mom, it turns out, and actually um, <clears throat> this is my calling. <laughs> and I have an enormous amount of love inside of me to give, and it just pours out in response to babies and children, in response to serious in response to other children. And it's, you know, it's been that way. Like when I was going through graduate school, I used I was a nanny, I was a babysitter to this family in New York, and um, it was just I like they had five kids, and I think I babysat the first three when they were really little, and it just it's organic, you know. And and I have so much to offer, and um, it's. Um, I'm the happiest I've ever been, and I love doing it. I love being in the home. I love cooking. I love creating a life. I love, you know, seeing how my love um, and my parenting style so far um, are nourishing the soul and uh, the being of another human. And um, I have a longing that is not rational inside of me, given all the, the challenges of that pregnancy, 
to do it again. I mean, I remember saying it, you know, 24 hours after Saoirse was born, I want to do this again. And even though I was 48 hours, I don't know, two or one or two days after she came out, even though I was, I went through magnesium hell and, um, Magnesium is the medication they give you for preeclampsia if you don't have a stroke. Yes, yes. Or yeah. a um, seizure. I remember. Yeah. Did you have magnesium yourself? You remember? No, was, no, no, yeah. no, no. But I remember I was there with you. I mean, not in person, but I was there with you. I right, remember right all after the details. Yeah. 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 So um, there, the, there's an irrational longing. To channel like the the experience of channeling divinity, the divinity of a soul into a body, like I I just that is so magical, and that is so miraculous, and so spiritual and so physical at the same time. It's um, I have a longing to do it again and experience you know feel another being inside of me and my body and. The moment, like for me, the moment of birth is sort of like different than, it's almost like the soul didn't completely enter. Or the soul, there was some fruition that happened at birth. Yeah. That where the soul comes in or I don't know, something, it's different than the pregnancy. The, the, there's some explosion that happens <laughs> at birth <laughs> and... um and that is so mysterious and so magical and so powerful. And it really makes me realize why women are oppressed in the world because um, we're so powerful. <laughs> yeah. um, and we couldn't be able, it doesn't make, you know, if we do that and run the world, like men would be these useless, <laughs> like what's the purpose of men, you know? And so I just... And that's just sort of a, <laughs> an aside, but. Yeah. Oh, hold on a second. I think Sarah's just coming down right now. Hold on. <laughs> hmm. She hears you. This is a very powerful energy. <laughs> she's like, okay, I want some. Oh, could be. She's like, I want to interrupt the, the, the <laughs> <laughs> this part of the conversation. I hear my baby. Hi. I'm on the phone with Laura. Hi. Your desk is down here. <laughs> Do you want to stay down here, Sersha? No. No? Yes. Yes. <laughs> No. No. You want the color down here? No. Okay, I can go upstairs actually myself. Yeah. No, that's okay. That's okay. Okay. Honey, I'm going to give you a kiss, all right? And then I'm going to go upstairs. She's what? Perfect. Yep. That's cool. If it's too cold, I can... It's a little cold. It's only set on 60, so... Okay. Yes? Okay. <laughs> okay. 
actually, they're just going to play down there and coming up. They're in my workspace, so I'm going to go upstairs. Okay. Um, so, um, <laughs> so there's that desire for that another experience like that, and um, or even the the miracle of. I actually think adoption is a miracle too. The way two beings are brought together, like it can happen that way too. You know, I really believe that an adoption can be just as miraculous. How two souls are brought together, um, and that might be an interesting. Um, that would be cool. That would be God as well. So, um, and I, I feel like. I feel a soul calling to me. Like I feel it's it's hard to sort of just be like when I'm nursing Saoirse, there are moments when I, invi- you know, I sort of have a feeling of imagining what it would be like to be holding Saoirse and imagine another baby inside me um, being pregnant. Um, and it's sort of like when I'm alone with Saoirse, it's almost like on my mind is this question of another child. And it's sort of, it's like calling to me or... And I'm like, well, how do you want to come in? And there's like a conversation that's already interrupting my time with Kirsha. Like an already mm. intruding on it. <laughs> <laughs> and when I sort of say, okay, it's only me and Kirsha, there's almost a little relief in it because the conversation um, goes away a little bit and, I'm just, and I can just sort of relax. But right. there's something pulling on me. And... The question, you know, the question is there because now is the time. Yeah. But that's not entirely true. I could, you know, when Saoirse's five, I could adopt a foster child or something who's two, you know. I mean, it, it's, there's, there are many ways that this could happen. I have a friend, that's my true. friend in Peru has just adopted an eight-year-old girl from the Ukraine. Mm, wow. And she has an eight-year-old son. So, like, there are so many ways that we could all come together yeah. um, at different times now. You look how beautiful that I imagine you're, you're tapping right there because yeah, it's yeah. really beautiful of how there's a, you're getting, as you're in this space, you're allowing this part to say there's no pressure. You don't have to make the decision today. You know, if there is... No, but I feel like there is a... If I want another pregnancy... And you feel yes. like there's a there's a pressure to make the that decision, because yes. you know here's another thing, Laura. Like I'm having these amazing periods, and I know that I'm ovulating. I I um I can trig I saw my ovulation triggered one of those um, OPKs, and yes. I'm having these perfect periods, and more perfect than the periods I had before I gave birth to Sirsha. Like they're 27, 28 days. <laughs> like, you know, there there are no, you know, like um, symptoms of imbalance um, from a Chinese perspective. Um, and then, you know what happened the other day? This is unbelievable. The acupuncturist I was working with as part of my fertility journey was for Searsha. I haven't worked with him, I don't know, for two years or... Um, I think I saw him once or twice after Saoirse was born, randomly sent me, um, accidentally sent me an email that, like, it was as if he had ordered 
Chinese herbs for fertility. One, two herbs, one for the part of my period that's during the flow, and then one, one that was for another, the non-flow part of my cycle. Randomly, hmm. I haven't heard from him for months, like a year and a half. Months. Wow. I haven't been working with him. And this email came through, like he hadn't contacted me, nothing. Totally random. And I was like, what is that? What is this for? And then he told me that it was for fertility and, and that it was an accident and he meant it for someone else. But it came to me. Huh. Wow. Don't you think that's uncanny? It is. It totally is uncanny. And, uh, and the thing is, so take a deep breath and I want you to just imagine going into the process in a very open extremely loving way. So maybe taking those supplements feels right. Maybe, you know, getting ready in a very um, flowing way and very simple way to attempt, you know, uh, to do an, an in vitro again or to be do a, an, um, so do you do an implant, right? That's what it is? is that what well, I said, I said I have two vials of her sperm and probably I could get more. But I might do an IUI to use my own eggs once okay. and then use the other sperm maybe to with a donor egg. Um, right. And then do right. another transfer. Yeah. So you have like maybe two, three options. Mm-hmm. Two, three attempts, I, I mean. Um, how does it feel to go through that in a very loving and flowing way? What what shows up for me is, like, I need to really be in a place, if I were to do that, whether or not it worked, um, I need to be in the place that I'm I'm willing to receive this other baby and that there's no resistance. There's no sort of, like, ambivalence. There's no – I need to feel – and I'm not there yet. That's why I haven't – I mean – I'm positioning myself to be able to do it. I even have someone who can do the um, the um, the IUI up here in my home, but I'm not there yet because I it feels like an intrusion on Sersha, the Mama and Sersha family. Right. So I'm not right. I'm not ready to do it. Yeah. Right. So so I was actually asking the part of you that is really interested in these possibilities. So if we were to just take a breath and what does this part, right, that is considering all these options and so on, want to say to the part that is resisting? Mm. That it may be mildly or not. So what would she like to say to the part that is scared at a seven that this is, mm. you know, implies risk and everything that she heard? So... <laughs> She would say that you're, there, you need to find another, there's another way to think about the change that would come with another child than, than just is it being, that, that it's just a loss of the Sersha and Mama family. There's a different, there's a way, it's going to, it will be a change, but it will not be a net loss. It will be it will be the natural actualization 
of what your family is meant to be, and it's going to enrich your relationship with Sirsha as opposed to detract from it. Deb, and these parts, so we're talking to the, you know, the, the, the mom of more than one, right? Mm-hmm. The, yeah. What, and then, what is it? Can, can you understand? I'm just curious if you can understand the fear behind it, right? The change, because it, it would imply change. Can, can you acknowledge that? Is, that? is that okay? Oh, absolutely. It's definitely a change. Yeah. yeah. And you see the change as something positive. Is that true? Oh, it's hard to, it's really hard to answer that from the purely positive side because, well, it's very, okay, that's like, you know, I'm very optimistic, I'm hopeful, and I, you know, life is rich and open, and um There is, even to you, even to these parts, there's a, a slight questioning or a slight yeah, concern. Yeah, it's either that part or the other part is, is intruding on it. Right. I don't know. Right. I don't know which is which. Um, so this is, this is something that for what, now that we've been listening to all the beautiful potential and possibility of having another child and expanding the, the family. And I'm not done with that side yet. Let me just say one other thing, which is that having two would be, it would be a different kind of, fa- like it would be, um, it would almost be a, a real family. Like Sarah and I are a real family, but there's something, there's something different about two. It's sort of like a, and Sarah would have, when I leave her side, Sersha would have someone, mm-hmm. you know, that is um, her family. Right. And Sersha will have someone to remember me with right. and talk, to, about, talk about me too. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, Sersha will, um, the love grows from what I've heard. Um, the love grows and seeing the the love between those two like I saw this really cute thing on Facebook the other day of a little toddler holding his little baby sibling who was maybe eight or nine months old or six months old and the little baby the little baby was sleeping on the toddler's shoulder like they were hugging each other it was so precious you know, and Sersha, that is a beautiful thing. Yeah. And, like, right now, like, it, you know, coming, who knows what other wonderful things are possible? Right. Like, one thing I'm thinking about is buying um, a multifamily home up here and mm. having an, that source of income. So that reduces my overhead to cover my mortgage and then working a little bit less. And, you know, I would, there are ways to get more support so that I'm not dividing, I'm not dividing my time as much. Like there are ways to create more efficiencies in my life 
Because no, again, that the tr- you could even uh, Deb, you can even because you, you choose to, you know, you're going to rent those spaces. You can rent it to very young families that have children similar in age, and uh, you know, I mean, the the possibilities are endless when you have that, right? That's right. That's right. And there could be nanny shares, and there could be right. Yeah, there are all kinds of things. Like I've become. And there's a way to, like, there are things I can do to continue engaging in my one-on-one relationship with Saoirse. Mm-hmm. You know, we can always have that, always. It may just be a little bit less of my time, of our time in life, one-on-one, but we can still have one-on-one. And what's already set is never going to go away. Right. You know, these two years in both of our DNA and our cells are never, they don't evaporate. They're always there. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely true. So it's, it's a, is there something that you can tell that, that part of the, you know, this other part that is, that is scared? That other part needs attention because she's getting very teary. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to lose, Sarah. I don't want to lose our one-on-one. Yeah. And it feels like these would definitely, like, make make you lose it. Yeah, it would be gone. Hmm. And I'm just thinking about, like, the part of the little, the young Deb who lost her mom when she had, her sister was born. Right, right. I mean, I remember feeling sad for um, the... This is going to be a multiple session topic, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just remember, like, longing for, like, after my sister was born, and if it was just, if for some reason mom, dad, and I were just out together and Amy was somewhere else, we would all say, oh, yeah, it's just the three of us. And it was like returning to that, and it was so wonderful. And so adding Amy was not, for me, was not positive. It was completely negative. Yeah. And I don't want to do that to Sierra. That's what it is. I don't want to do that to Sierra. Okay. That's a big one. And this one actually would definitely need to do a lower matrix. So this would be very important there because, yeah. That this is right is like with other things that we had to look into. So I want you to just take a breath, and I, I know that we have to put this for next time. But I want you to I want to tell you as you tap that I I totally understand that you're really scared, uh, and because it didn't work for you as a little girl. Being in spirit, you totally connect, and your soul is so close to hers that your heart is already in pain, even considering 
doing anything like that to Saoirse. It did not work for you, and you would never do something like that to her. That's right. So I want to tell you that we're going we're gonna to talk about this next time, and I want to re- totally assure you, you won't. Okay, just for now. Just I want you to hear those words and just let them be there. Just hanging over. It's okay if you don't fully get it. But I just want that part of you that is so scared, that is that little girl that doesn't want to doesn't wanna just cause Piersha any pain at all. Yeah. And, okay, so we'll, we'll definitely hear her out. Yeah. Is it okay, yeah. Is it okay if she waits a bit? Because she's like, what, like a three-year-old, four-year-old? How old is she's, she? Uh, she was five when Amy was born. So she's she's five. She knows enough that life was a certain way, right? Yeah. And then completely fell apart. Yeah. That's that's that is what this is about. That is exactly that's it. Good. And it's so good to get you know very good clarity. So this is at the core, and yeah. there's you know it's so wonderful. We do have. Are you okay? Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So we're meeting next Wednesday and the subsequent, however you say that, <laughs> sometimes I get a little, um, 10, 15 on the 17, if something comes up, let me know. Okay. Can you do 10 on the 15th? On the 15th? It's Monday? On the 17th. Our next meeting I can. is on the 17th. Yeah, I can actually. Okay. Actually, you know what? That day, I don't have anything. Um, that's Saoirse's birthday. The 17th. Yeah. So what would you like to do? Let's, do you have something available on the 16th or the 15th? The, six, the 16th or the 15th? The 15th is the holiday. I don't. Oh, yeah, uh, that's right. That's all right. Um, but... I do have on the 16. I I have I could do 8:45. Would that work for you? Um. The thing is, that I have a 10, so so I could do a 10, but it, I'm sorry, a nine. But that would mean that, like you know, at uh, 9:55, I have to end. So it's a little bit tighter. Let's do let's do nine. Okay, so we're going to take this one away. Great. It's not easy to delete for you, is it, from Acuity? It's a little challenging. Is that what happens? You just cancel it? It, Yeah, if I cancel it, it somehow doesn't... um, Yeah, it doesn't like it. Yeah, it doesn't take it off my calendar. Yeah. Uh, So I have to do it manually. But that's okay. And I'm just going to put it in manually now. Okay. Okay. Great. Perfect. Okay. Thank Big you. And Thank you. Let me know. But just be very kind. Be very kind with yourself because the one, the last thing I want to tell you is that this is, this is really a very important piece and there's a lot that is bubbling up that is very, um, very emotional. So allow yourself to be very kind to yourself. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. And whether or not I have another baby, this is good to heal this. Really oh, good absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Okay. Big tag. Okay. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.